2: Missoula Sports Center.
0: The Grizzlies incurred more attrition along the offensive line this week. Hello, I am Coulter Duanez. Within a week of starting right guard Colton Kynes announcing his retirement from the team, fellow offensive guard Tyler Genung has reportedly left the Grizz football team. Cal Hansen of MTN Sports was the first to report the news and Genung confirmed it on his personal Twitter page on Tuesday night. The 6'5, 328-pound junior came to Montana from Sunset High School in Portland, Oregon. He came in as an offensive tackle before moving to offensive guard. He played as part of the rotation on the interior offensive line for the Grizzlies during the 2019 season and a bit in 2021. Montana brought in sophomore Hunter McGinnis, a transfer from Washington State before the season, and McGinnis has started all five games this year. The latest high school polls conducted by 406mtsports.com are out, and Hamilton remains the top-ranked team in Class A. The Bronx moved to 6-0 this past weekend. Laurel, the 2020 state champions, are also undefeated at 6-0 and ranked second. Billing Central is 5-1, the Lone Loss coming to Laurel as ranked third, and the Pulson Pirates come in at number four with whitefish at number five in class b undefeated florence remains number one while townsend is number two big fork comes in at number three columbus is number four and malta rounds out the top five at number five this espn missoula sports center is brought to you by selway armory Big Fish. Once upon a time, I used to cameo in a band. But, uh, I played a little saxophone. This way back in high school. Played some ska music. Played a little Real Big Fish. Love these guys. Shout out to all of my uh, old friends. They used to jam out with me and jam out with us. Good memories. Nuanas now, 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Colter Nuanas. We're broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Mr. you thinking the first hour of the show. Sean Rainey, Alex Eshelman, each from SWX Montana Television. Swing on by to rap about all things college football. Grizz Heavy on the rainy side, Bobcat Heavy on the Eshelman side. Appreciate them for contributing. All that can be found on the podcast, which is probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. I bet you got your phone in your hand. If you do, it's easy. Pull out your Instagram, go follow Alpine Touch, Haymaker Beef, and ESPN Missoula on the Instagram. Follow us on Facebook, too. Subscribe to the nuanas Now podcast and the Nuanas Now YouTube channel. Once you've done all that, text 888-1029. That's eight 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 one zero two nine. 1029 That'll get you entered into our awesome fall giveaway. We got Traeger Smokers. We got Alpine Touch for Days. We got a beef box from Haymaker Beef. We got a grill from Twisted Tea. We got a cooler and an otter box from Twisted Tea. We got all sorts of stuff. All you got to do, follow us on the social medias. Subscribe to our multimedia channels. Text us at 888-1029, and that'll get you all entered in. Well, time now for our ESPN roundtable. We do this during the 5 o'clock hour, during Juanes Now, each Wednesday, and then replay the interview as well during the noon hour each Thursday. Both can be found right here on 102.9 FM ESPN Radio. And if you're watching on Wednesday, as well as SWX Montana Television around the great state of Montana, happy now with this week's ESPN Roundtable to be joined by Andy Thompson. He is a former Grizz linebacker. He played on the 2001 National Championship team in Montana, but he's also been an assistant coach in the Big Sky Conference for quite some time now. Actually, one of the veteran coaches in the league now, Coach. So, uh, funny to think, because I've known you for a little while now, uh, but crazy to think that you've been around the league so long. But uh, do you feel like a veteran coach in this league? Yeah. Um. That's a great question. Um,
3: I don't always look at myself. I don't really uh, feel older <laughs> in some All regards, right. but I definitely feel like I have some experience with playing uh, a lot of different teams. And um, Aaron Bess and I, I know played against each other. And I, I think we've been in the league for almost, yeah, if you're counting your playing days over 20 years or right in 20 years. So definitely, um, It has been a great run and just feel lucky to be a part of such a great conference and be able to do something I love, which is coaching. So,
0: You are now the defensive coordinator at Sacramento State and your team comes to Missoula to take on the Grizzlies on Saturday. So we'll start with that element of things. Uh, First and foremost, Sacramento State was one of the teams that had a lot of mystery coming into this year because of the non-participation in the spring season. Sac State, Montana, Montana State, Northern Colorado, Portland State. Those five are the ones that did not play during the Big Sky Spring season but Sac State actually opted out even earlier than everybody else and so uh, it was sort of a long time to think about and wait you know, how you guys were going to defend your Big Sky Conference Championship from 2019 so uh, early on here what's it been like being back on the field what was the break like and what was the most challenging part during the break and now transitioning into being back on the playing field?
3: It's just great to be back and great playing games and um, great to see the kids um, enjoy each other's company, you know, in a locker room, something that we didn't get to do for over a year um, because of the regulations. And uh, I just I think a lot of the guys are smiling. They love competing. They love being, just, you know, eating meals together, doing some things that, again, was taken away from them for a long period of time. And so I think they're just enjoying being back together. Um, We did train, uh, and we were able to do a lot of things on the field in small groups. Um, So I do think we always had that element. It was just hard to put all three, you know, defensive line, secondary linebackers all together because we were in pods for so much of the year. Um, And then I think just in in general, just – you know, getting a chance to compete on Saturdays and having something at the end of the week where you can see where you're at and so you can go back and, and try to fix and improve. But I think the, the, the weekly schedule is, is really good for young people and, my, and myself um, of getting into routine and being able to, to, to do the same things every week and, and, and try to come together on Saturday and, and see what the result is at the end.
0: Andy Thompson joining us, defensive coordinator for Sac State. He is our ESPN roundtable subject for this week. Sacramento State playing at Montana on Saturday afternoon. And coach, tell us a little bit about your defense. I know that you lost some key guys, uh, both to graduation and then other circumstances as well. Uh, specifically, Deron Bland and George Obina, a couple standout players from your 2019 team. Uh, but what do you like about the complexion of your defense now, and uh, how maybe the, how maybe is the complexion different than when it was in 2019?
3: Um, I think it's different. I think it's different every year. Um, you know, every year you got to get together and you got to figure out what the strengths of your defense are. And we're learning those things week to week. And I think we're improving, which is something I really like. Um, I like some of the leadership that we have, with some of the older kids um, of the group, um, our seniors um, that are playing well and, and getting better. And then we got some young guys that are coming along, kind of each level of our defense that I think are helping our depth. Um, we played quite a few kids. We've had. Um, you know, a tough schedule, some good teams early on and kind of see where we're at. And um, I like, I like really like working, but more than anything, I like their work ethic. I think they, they come out and, and they prepare and they practice and then they, they give a great effort on Saturday. So those are things that have been, have been fun.
0: When you take a look at what Montana has been doing, it's been a very interesting year offensively for Montana. Their defense has been playing lights out and definitely carrying the day for the Grizzlies. But on offense, uh, they've been solid at times. Also in flux at times. Part of that is just personnel. I mean, a new quarterback last week with Chris Brown making his first career start. They've had a lot of different running backs in the rotation as well. But uh, when you look at the Grizz offense, what does it look like, and how much different is it than when you played in 2018, 2019? Those teams that were led by Dalton Snead. Oh, I think he was a
3: great player, um, and uh, I think they've got a lot of good players this year. They're really balanced. Um, they're really, and I said balanced, fifty-fifty run-pass, which is hard to do. Um, I think they've got a great running game. Their running backs, I mean, second in the conference in rushing. Um, Thirteen. He's really explosive. Does a really good job of making cuts and. And, and he's a home run threat kind of every time he catches the ball. And then obviously they've got great receivers on the outside that have proven that they can make plays. And um, I think they've done a good job of taking care of the ball for a lot of the year and really do a good job um, in their situational offense. I think they're smart. They're really well coached. They have been for a lot of years. Those guys uh, have been around a lot of great offenses. And I think they have a great offense this year. It's just they're more balanced. um, And, um, uh, uh, it's going to be a heck of a challenge on Saturday.
0: What do you think the key is uh, when you talk about the, the matchup? I mean, what is the key to slowing down Montana?
3: Well, it's just being able to handle that balance. If you, you know, if you get too aggressive on the on the run game, they control the ball, and then if then again, if they're if they're um, you know, if you drop too many people in coverage, then then they can run the ball. So I think you got to do a great job with both, and um, obviously. Uh, we'll see how the game plays out, but you got to do the fundamentals. You got to tackle well, you know, in space. You got to be able to cover, you know, short passes and long passes, and and you really got to make sure that you're doing a good job of, of of lining up to all their different formations and their tempos. And they go fast, they go slow, um, they get heavy with with big tight ends, and then they get light and they're an empty personnel. So it's a challenge to get lined up. I think that'll be a huge key uh, for them and uh, for us. I mean, and um, just trying to match all the things. That They do, just like every week in the Big Sky. It's
0: always a great challenge. Andy Thompson joining us. He's the defensive coordinator for Sacramento State. They come to Missoula to take on Montana on Saturday. And, Coach, I want to ask you about a couple of the guys on your defense specifically. Got a chance to catch up with Marcus Hawkins at the Big Sky kickoff this summer. Uh, Great dude. Really entertaining interview and uh, super smart. Definitely confident guy, too. Uh, But I know he's having a great senior year for you, leading the team in tackle. So what do you like about him? And then what sort of dynamic does he bring to your locker room?
3: Uh, I think he prepares um, very every week really well. He's a he's a smart player. I don't know how fast he is, um, but I do know he's he's very instinctual. He does a good job tackling. He's been very consistent with his tackling. Um, I think he does a good job of of being able to see plays happen before they do, um, and I think he does a good job with the younger uh, linebackers of um, teaching them, you know, what how the standard is of, of of what we're trying to do on defense, and and I think. Um, you know he puts in a lot of time and effort. He loves football. Um, I've never seen him without Eagles gear on. in um, <laughs> some Sac State, but he he absolutely loves Philadelphia Eagles. Lives and dies every Sunday. I can always tell if they've won or lost uh, the Eagles not just by looking at his personality, you know, on Sunday, but he comes in, but just loves football. So that's how I would describe uh, Marcus Hawkins.
0: The other guy I wanted to ask you about specifically is a guy that I got to know a little bit when he was playing up in Montana State, and that's Greg Munchie Filer. And, uh, truly I've covered this league for a long time I think he has one of the most unique and awesome stories in the league I mean the guy had no offers and no opportunity coming out of high school he had it up maybe he could have gone and played some d2 ball but he decided to bet on himself go to a junior college and pay his own way do the whole thing and then uh, make his way up to Montana but I think that he has such a, a unique perspective on life I think he's such a fun kid to talk to I mean he he, he seems like he's 35 years old sometimes when he's t- talking to him tell him stories but then I also know, you know he, he's this great emotional uh, and and uh, sort of spark plug type player, too. So how do you think he's fit into your defense? What do you think a guy that comes from sort of that perspective as the locker room as well?
3: I think he's been really resilient. You know, he didn't he wasn't in a program for almost a year. Um, um, he got his degree from Montana State and, and had one more year to play and, and... Um, we had some movement in our corner position with a couple guys, and so um, opportunity came, and he uh, he chose us. He had multiple you know schools that he could have gone to, and really feel lucky that he's here. and He's he's improving every week, and he's fitting really well. He works hard, and and uh, the team has enjoyed having him. I enjoy him. He's like you said he's a he's a he's a great guy. He's a great personality, and um, I think he's uh, getting better every week.
0: Andy Tapson joining us. Our ESPN roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. Andy is the defensive coordinator for the Sacramento State Hornets. They make their way to Missoula for a Saturday afternoon game. And, Coach, I know that you played Montana a whole bunch now in your coaching career, uh, but you are a Montana alum. So what's the dynamic like for you now, and and has it changed when you you play against your alma mater uh, as, as you have over the years? Does it feel different than it used to, or how does it feel right now?
3: I think it definitely feels different than it used to in the fact that uh, I've been able to go back to so many times with so many different um, teams. and and, um, The one thing that never changes is, is a lot of family is in Missouri, and it's always great to see them. Um, my wife's family um, is predominantly in Missoula. Um, her two brothers, um, her parents, uh, a lot of aunts and uncles that are around. Um, my parents um, usually get a chance to come over from the state of Washington, from Walla Walla, but it's always great to see them. I've got uh, some old coaches that are that are there, Fred often still in, in, in Missoula, and I always speak to him. Um, so it's always great to see um, your family. Um, you know, as far as the game, it's always such a challenge um, to try to put together, um, you know, a good plan and then go into to that, that stadium and play well. So you're really focused on those two things. Um, you want to be able to see your family and, and say hello. I'm, I'm usually pretty focused before the game. After the game, it's always a little bit better to, to talk to everybody. But, um, yeah, it's definitely changed over the years in the fact that, you know, you I don't want to say you get used to going back, but you uh, you know how to channel your energy and, and where your, your um, focus is
0: it's been actually a little while since you guys have played in Missoula. It's 2018 back when you first played in Missoula. And uh, Sacramento State has, right? But you weren't even at Sac State at that point, right?
3: No, no. My first year at Sac State was 2019.
0: So Coach Taylor's first year, exactly. So, um, So is there any guys on the team that have been to Missoula before? And if so, is that something that you talk about? Is that something you lean on as far as guys that have played in the environment before?
3: Uh, I think we've got a few guys, but no, I mean, we we have a lot of guys that weren't even on the team in 2019. Um, so, I mean, I, th- I think the big thing is, you know, we played in different venues um, and we, we try to have the same preparation model every week. Obviously, you got to be able to handle the crowd noise, so we've got music out of our practice, you know, we're allowed um, each day. But, you know, every, every, every team is different and really the biggest thing in our program that Coach Taylor preaches is being in the moment and, um, you know, staying focused on what we can control and, and, um, you know, when you go on the road, um, you gotta be really focused on how well you play and not let other things, you know, come into your brain. And, and there's, there's plenty of things we can focus on that we, we needed to do better from, from last week, you know, to this week. So really try to take it, you know, uh, every day is its, its own day and be present with it and try to focus on that. And then hopefully that'll carry over when we get to the game that we just play one play at a time. um, you know, using coach Glenn's old saying, you can't, you know, eat an elephant. Um, you can only eat an elephant one bite at a time. You know, <laughs> he used to always say that. And I kind of like, what does that mean? And, but you know, you just gotta, you can't, you can't try to do too many things at once. You just gotta uh, do things that, that that is in the present and, and focus on that.
0: Well, there's that another question I had for you. I wanted to ask you about Troy Taylor because, the longer I do this, the more I realize how much of a fraternity the uh, coaching ranks are, and I think that's f- one of the f- most fun parts is just uh, the web that weaves and connects everybody and and all that. And Coach Taylor, though, because of his background and, and everything that uh, he did, it's sort of unorthodox compared to so many coaches in the Big Sky Conference. He's sort of from outside the fraternity, and I think that that makes it unique and also compelling. So what is it like working for him, though? How would you define his style as a head coach? I know you worked for Jerome Sowers for a long time, but what, what's Troy Taylor like? I just as a head coach what do you think he's brought to Sac State football?
3: I think he's really consistent with his leadership Um, he's very consistent with his message about loving football loving your teammates loving everything we do um, about you know the opportunity that we get I think being grateful for for being where we are and, and what we have is, is is another huge part of his leadership skill, and he he um, he does that every day with how he works and how he goes about things. And I've learned a ton from Coach Taylor um, uh, on a personal you know level and on the coaching. So a lot of football uh, you know scheme stuff that I've learned, and then also just how to treat people and how to get the most out of your players. And so it's been really good for me. I learned a lot at my last stop with Coach Powers, and I'm learning a lot. And so. As a coach, that's what you're always looking for. You always want to continue to improve. So I think he's uh, done a great job here of uh, bringing a lot of people together that are like-minded, and, and same with our players. And I, I feel very strongly that we're all going in the same direction uh, each week.
0: ESPN Roundtable here on ESPN Radio. Andy Thompson joining us. We're recording this before Wednesday's show. I'm only telling you that because we have to now. It's FCC regulation that we got to tell you that it's not live. So we're talking here on a Wednesday morning, but appreciate Coach taking some time for us. Uh, speaking of coaches, Andy, what's your perspective on Bobby Houck being back in the Big Sky Conference?
3: So he's done a great job um he's always been a great coach um i got to witness that as a player for him i think he does a, a good job of, of getting everybody again going in the same direction and believing in in what they're doing there and they seem to be to have a role in obviously being ranked number five in the country and beating the huskies this year and and um you know contending for big sky titles and so um i think he does a really good job um with everything, a part of the program, and he's very detailed. He's got a plan for everything, and um, I learned a lot of things when I was with him for that one year um, in, uh, in Missoula.
0: Let's talk about a little bit about the, the exterior of this weekend. It is the 20th anniversary game of that 2001 National Championship team, and that is um, one of the most memorable teams in Grizz history, uh, one of the most historic and accomplished. Also crazy to think that it's been 20 years since that team won a National Championship, but also uh, since... That's the last time Montana won a national championship as well. And I think if you would have put betting odds on it way back then, you'd think the Grizzlies had been piling them up. But it's just not that. It's not as easy as it may, may seem. But that team's certainly a historic team. And, Coach, you were a part of that team. Uh, so before we talk about this upcoming weekend, what do you think of just that moment in time? I mean, does it feel like it's been 20 years?
3: No, it doesn't. It doesn't. uh, um, But at the same time, um, I haven't got a chance to see a lot of those guys for 20 years. So, um, you know, because I've been busy coaching and guys have been busy raising families and doing their careers. And everybody's kind of going their separate ways. I do still keep in contact with some guys. um, And that's been a brotherhood. I know when I got married, there was... Uh, guys in my wedding were the guys that I played with on that team um, that we came through together and um, you know there's just there was a special bond I know that the senior leadership was really really good Um, one of the guys I see around Sacramento is Otto Bolden gosh he was a really good player you know Vince Huntsberger on defense and uh, Dan Orzati who's been leading up kind of the whole um, reunion he was was a great leader so that's the thing that sticks out with me is just the leadership we had Um, and then kind of on the mission we were because the year before we had lost, you know, 26, I think 26, 25 or something like that to Georgia Southern. So we've made it all the way there and didn't get it done. And so the whole off season was, you know, unfinished business trying to get back there. And that was kind of the expectation was to go back and, and to, to win. And so um, I'm, I'm really hoping I get a chance to, you know, wave at some guys. I don't know how much time I'll get to spend, um, but I know those guys, um, you know, they'll be they will be back and, and excited to be around the program and, and there's a lot of pride always in, in uh, that team and the things that uh, we accomplished together.
0: Well, you mentioned the senior leadership and some of the studs that were on that team but what was the defining factor I man? what do you think set that team apart and, and made them one of the greats not only in the history of Montana but also just in the history of the Big Sky Conference?
3: I think everybody was unselfish um, and there was a there was an extreme amount of competitive competitiveness uh, within each position um, which is what you're always trying to get on a team, but um, you know, Johansi Humphrey was very unselfish. There was a lot of guys, John Edwards, um, the offensive line, um, just even even on defense, there was different guys that started. Um, you know, throughout the season, we had injuries. I in think we were down one of those playoff games, twenty to nothing. You know, and we came back and just was resilient. But I, I do think there was there was um, you know a we first mentality. Uh, instead of I and that was just that was the way uh, things were set up kind of before and then I think that team embraced it um, a ton and didn't really care who got the credit Um, we were just all about trying to 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 win each Saturday and and, um, work extremely hard I think that's the other part is there was a lot of guys on that team that I learned from Um, you got to work extremely hard if you want to you have good results on Saturday.
0: Is there any correlation between your experience as a Grizz player and maybe even stemming from that particular moment in time and that run with those guys that then led you into wanting to live a life of football and become a coach?
3: Well, you know, I, I'm lucky. Um, my grandfather coached, my dad coached. I grew up going to practice um, every day um, with my dad, and, and, and when he was a high school coach. So um, I, I can't really. I mean, I haven't spent a fall away from football in my lifetime. Um, if you can believe that. So this game has given me um, a lot of great relationships. It's given me a lot of things in my life Um to be around people and enjoy all the things that come with football. So um, it just got even heightened more with how competitive it was at the university of Montana. And it also, you know, I, I got around some people that um, coaching wise that gave me some great information, um, getting a chance to play for three head coaches and a bunch of position coaches. So I got to learn um, a bunch of different ways how to do it. And, um, at the same time, you know, my dad's always been one of my biggest mentors and continued to kind of foster, hey, this, this, you know, getting a teaching degree and coaching uh, could be a great lifestyle. And I always thought I would do the high school thing. I uh, wasn't always sure that I would be able to do the college because it's so hard to get into. Um, didn't know if I'd have that opportunity. But definitely um, during my time at Montana, I started realizing I wanted to coach for sure.
0: He's Andy Thompson, the defensive coordinator for Sacramento State. The Hornets come to Missoula on Saturday afternoon to take on the Montana Grizzlies. Coach, we appreciate you taking so much time during a busy week. Hopefully we run into you, but either way, enjoy seeing some of your old teammates, but also best of luck in the football game on Saturday, and hopefully we catch up with you soon. Hey,
3: thanks a lot, coach. Appreciate what you do. Again, always great to talk to you. Take care.
0: One of my favorites, Andy Thompson. Known that guy for a long time, and it's been fun to watch him rise through the ranks to become one of the veteran and standout coaches in the Big Sky Conference, and he's got Grizz Roots, even though he's at Sacramento State, so it'll be an interesting reunion and a homecoming of sorts for Coach Thompson as the Hornets play in Missoula. Today It's our ESPN Roundtable, presented by Paradise Falls. Head on down to Paradise Falls for anything, really. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, want to play some sports bets, you want to watch some football, you want to go to brunch, want to enjoy a late happy hour, early happy hour, Paradise Falls got it all, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula, Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. spot. Chris star of the week, coming at you hot. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio.
1: At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond.
0: The Grizzlies incurred more attrition along the offensive line this week. Hello, I am Coulter Duanez. Within a week of starting right guard Colton Keynes announcing his retirement from the team, fellow offensive guard Tyler Genung has reportedly left the Grizz football team. Cal Hansen of MTN Sports was the first to report the news, and Genung confirmed it on his personal Twitter page on Tuesday night. The six foot five, three hundred and twenty-eight-pound junior came to Montana from Sunset High School in Portland, Oregon. He came in as an offensive tackle before moving to offensive guard. He played as part of the rotation on the interior offensive line for the Grizzlies during the 2019 season and a bit in 2021. Montana brought in sophomore Hunter McGinnis, a transfer from Washington State before the season, and McGinnis has started all five games this year. The latest high school polls conducted by 406mtsports.com are out, and Hamilton remains the top-ranked team in Class A. The Bronx moved to 6-0 this past weekend. Laurel, the 2020 state champions, are also undefeated at 6-0 and ranked second. Billing Central is 5-1, the Lone Loss coming to Laurel as is ranked third, and the Pulson Pirates coming at number four with whitefish at number five in class b undefeated florence remains number one while townsend is number two big Fort comes in at number three columbus is number four and malta rounds out the top five at number five this espn missoula sports center is brought to you by selway armory Welcome back. It's Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television around the great state of Montana. We do this each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. on both those awesome outlets. You can also find this show live streamed on our station website at 1029ESPN.com or you can watch us on YouTube as well. Want to follow us on social media? You're going to need to to enter our awesome fall giveaway. You can follow us on Twitter. I think that most of you know the Twitter portion of this because we haven't been pumping that as much because we got a lot of followers in that realm, but at 1029ESPN on Twitter or at Skyline MT on Twitter. But also, you're going to want to follow us at ESPN Missoula on Instagram and Facebook, as well as following Alpine Touch and Haymaker Beef on Instagram and Facebook. That's going to get you entered into our fall giveaway. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We are broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. We go now live from post-practice down at the University of Montana it's time for our Grizz Star of the Week. And we welcome in now a guy that's been on the show a couple times, but never since he's actually been a Grizzly. We had him on the show when he was getting recruited by the Grizz and when he was committing to the Grizz. But now we're joined by Justin Ford, a cornerback for the University of Montana. Had an outstanding game last week against Dixie State. Justin, great having you back on now that you are officially a Grizz.
2: Good to be here. Thank
0: you. First and foremost, let's talk about what it's been like this first half of the season. You, you come from a long ways away. You're from North Carolina, and I know you've been out here now for a little while. But what have you thought about just your time in Montana in general? And what's it been like this first half of the year playing for the Grizz?
2: Yeah, no, my time in Montana has been great. Um, I've enjoyed it like on and off the field, um, mainly on the field as we're uh, doing our job, getting wins, and I think we're coming together nicely as a team. So I'm loving it.
0: Well, you spent some time at, at Louisville, and I know you were at Gold Coast Junior College before that. So, just compare and contrast the programs for us. I mean, what makes Montana different? What's been, your, what's been different about your experience than maybe your college football you played before you came to Missoula?
2: Yeah, so um, obviously my time in JUCO was like more of a struggle, like mainly financially, you know, stuff here and there. But like um, in terms of the football part of it, I think. Montana fits me better as it's like a physical program of blue-collar, like hard-working, and that's just kind of what I represent. Um, and JUCO, you know, especially in California, it's kind of more like a finesse game. You know, that Too many corners don't have to get physical or get their hands dirty, but I feel like in this defense, I fit perfectly in this game. So.
0: Our good star of the week is Justin Ford, University of Montana cornerback. Great star of the week is presented proudly by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors have all sorts of stuff going on right now, whether you're in the market for some hunting gear, you need some new skis. Winter is fast approaching, so make the most of every season at Bob Ward's geared for adventure since 1917. Uh, Justin, last week against Dixie State, an interesting, weird game. He stepped out of conference play. You guys have had a weird schedule so far with three night games as well as uh a couple conference games, and then another non conference game, and then a bye spliced in there as well. So, just overall, as players, how have you guys reacted to the schedule? Because I'm sure it's kind of difficult playing some of these unorthodox times and all that.
2: Yeah, uh, definitely. But I think um, our coaching staff, and mainly our head coach, keeps us prepared for anything. Um, we kind of stay even keel, which um, we always talk about. So, like, in one situation, we don't get too high and we never get too low. So, no matter what's being thrown at us, I feel like we'll always be prepared to handle it. And, uh, succeed
0: speaking of the coaching staff one guy that uh hasn't been talked about a lot but i think probably deserves being talked about because the grid secondary has been excellent is your guys' new coach ronnie bradford i know he's the only coach you've had at montana uh, but he's a guy that had a, a ton of experience as a player played at a tremendously high level coached at a tremendously high level as well so how would you just, just describe coach bradford's coaching style and how has he helped you guys on the back end sort of accelerate your development Yeah,
2: definitely. Now, Coach Bradford has hit the ground running here. I would say um, he's given us so many tips and things that we could learn from him, and I really see it, like, progress throughout the game. Like, stuff that he tells us is actually happening. He does a great job every week of breaking down film, and I feel like our preparation for receivers and teams and schemes and, like, what they're going to do against us is amazing. And that's ultimately what you see on, on the field. I'm like, we're prepared for stuff before it even happens. I think he does a great job of there. And like you said, his experience in the NFL, I'm like, when he says something, you listen. And I think as a group, we all do it. And it's helping us.
0: Justin Ford joining us. He's a cornerback for the Montana Grizzlies. And Justin, what did you think of the dynamic of stepping out of conference play and then stepping back into conference play? You guys had a thrilling game against Eastern Washington, which I know didn't go how you guys wanted, but definitely strange to then go out of conference. So, what was that like? What, what did you think of that?
2: Um, I think it was a good bounce back game for us. Um, it wasn't like you said it wasn't an in conference game, but to us, uh, it really doesn't matter. We treat everybody the same. Um, and that's just how we attack it. Uh, we're, we're happy to be back in conference play with an opportunity to get a conference win. But every win is important for us.
0: What have you thought of competition so far at this level, particularly when it comes to Big Sky Conference play?
2: Um, I think the competition has been great. Um, like somebody asked me the other day like if I was surprised by it. And to be honest, a little bit, just because I feel like there's talent everywhere. Like I suspected at this level there will be talent as, uh, like, couple positions but like especially our team in general like when I came here noticing that there's talent like literally in every position was was stood out to me I think the talent that teams we've been playing has been good and um FCS yes it's not it's not a big difference at all from FBS
0: it's, it's good to hear you say that because I've thought that for a long time so it definitely makes sense for us that have covered the big scat covered the FCS for a while but especially out west I think there's not much difference at all and you guys proved that the first uh, win of the year when you guys went to Washington and beat the number 20-ranked FBS team in the country. So I know that was a little ways in the past. I know you guys are fully focused on the future here uh, with Sac State coming to town, but uh, we never got to catch up with you after that one. So what did you think of your win at Washington? What was that experience like for you guys as a team?
2: That win was great. I think it was great for our team, um, great for the history of the program. Um, And to be honest, it's something, we didn't win that game just on Saturday. I feel like we won that game in our preparation throughout the week, uh, throughout the month. And um, it didn't really surprise us. We kind of went into the game expecting to win. If we play our game, I feel like we could beat any team we play. So it was a great experience for sure, but I wouldn't say we were shocked.
0: Coming into this week, Sacramento State, I know that that's a team that beat Montana back in 2019, the last time these two teams played down in California. I know that that's something that the guys on the team talked about. I mean, Eli Uh, Alford talked about it at the press conference on uh, Monday, talking about how, he still remembers it. It still has a bitter taste in his mouth. I know you weren't there for the last Sac State uh, game, Justin, but they're coming to town this weekend. So what are your thoughts just on uh, Montana hosting the Hornets on Saturday?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think um, we'll be well prepared. We're going to play Montana football. We're going to be fast, physical. And like you said, they did beat us uh, previously, but I love our chances with them coming to Washington Grizzly Stadium. And ultimately, they have to beat us. they not going into it as we have to beat them. They have to come beat us.
0: Well, you yourself got a little pick streak going now. I think three games in a row with interceptions, so I know that that's something that uh, probably gives you a lot of pride as a cornerback, but uh, how do you hope to keep that thing going? Because you're playing pretty well right now. Yeah,
2: definitely. I'm not – the three in a row has been amazing. Um, I try not to think about it because I feel like when you get too involved in the numbers and stuff, you just – not do your actual job, and you're worried about the interceptions. So I'm gonna continue playing my game, and hopefully, with me doing that, the interceptions are coming. That's what I've been doing, and they've been coming. So I'm just gonna keep doing that. But we got to finish the season off strong, myself included.
0: When it comes to finishing off strong, what do you think is gonna be the key factor to that? Because Montana's played tremendously well, particularly on defense, and you guys have operated at a very high level. But how do you take it to the next level? What's the key to continuing to improve as a defensive unit?
2: Um, just being focused and not getting complacent. Like I said, we wasn't shocked about the Washington win. You know, a couple people was, like, stuck on it, but after the game on Monday, it was a new week, and I think we do a great job of that. we have to keep doing that, and we can't get caught up in the wins or the losses after the game. It is what it is. After that Sunday is over, Monday is a new week, and I think that's what we have to do to keep going forward and getting better.
0: Well, Sacramento State, they have one of the best receivers in the league, and Pierre Williams, one of the best receiving cores in the league overall. So in terms of that challenge, is that something you guys are embracing as a defensive secondary?
2: Um, definitely. Um, any challenge that gets put in front of us, we want to hit it on uh, going forward. And I don't think no task is big enough for us. We're just going to come out there and play our game and get the job done.
0: Justin Ford, is our greatest star of the week here on ESPN Radio. Justin, appreciate the time, my man. Good catching up with you. Best of luck this weekend. No
2: problem. Thank you.
0: There you go. Gris Star of the Week presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. Bob Ward's still got their ski leasing going on right now. You can lease some skis. They got a couple really cool brands that you can try out. It's an affordable way to get in some skis maybe you never tried before. And then you get to turn them back in at the end of the year as well. That's going to be going on to the end of this next month. You can lease skis at Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. Youth packages starting at $109. And adult packages starting at $159. So uh, Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors, helping you with all your Montana adventures since 1917. What's going on for the rest of the week? Well, we haven't heard from either of the head coaches from the schools that Montana and Montana State play, so we'll give you a tease for what's going on the rest of the week and take you home here on your Wednesday. Keep it right here ESPN Radio.
3: statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: You want to flip your lid? You want to have your mind blown? You're into podcasts? Go check out Winds of Change. It's all about the Scorpions, the band you're listening to right now. But it's not about the Scorpions. It's all about the Cold War. But it's not. It's about the CIA's infiltration into rock music bands during the 1970s and 1980s. Because who are the only people that were allowed into the Soviet Union? Bands like the Scorpions. How is the United States Espionage Services scouting, for lack of a better word, the Soviets? By placing band managers that were CIA operatives. It sounds crazy. Listen to the podcast. You'll realize it's not crazy. It's as crazy as it sounds, and it's absolutely true. Welcome back, Nuanas Now, your daily conspiracy theory review, but rather your favorite daily sports talk show. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Thanks so much for kicking it with us here on a Wednesday. Having a great time putting this thing together for you. So hopefully you're having a great time listening to us. Missing thing in the show today. Had a fun show. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television swung by. We diagnosed all of, I don't want to say issues, but all the things that maybe could get better for the University of Montana football team. Particularly offensively, why are they missing offensive flow like they have been? I don't really know the answer why, but there's a lot of theories. And Sean went over some of those with us. Alex Eshelman from SWX Montana Television. Uh, she covers the Bobcats. She joined us for our Montana State Minute. We talked all things Bobcats as they enter now the meat of their schedule. They've cruised more than cruised. They've blown through the first part of their schedule. Now they got three really, really tough road games here in the next five weeks, starting this weekend in Ogden, Utah, against Weber State, and then they also head to the Inferno to take on Eastern Washington in a couple weeks, and then, of course, Judgment Day. November 20th here in Missoula against the Montana Grizzlies. We also gave you some fantasy football commentary. Heard from Andy Thompson, Sacramento State defensive coordinator and former Grizz linebacker as his team prepares to come to Missoula for Saturday's showdown against the Grizzlies. We had our Grizz star of the week, Justin Ford, Montana cornerback. So a lot of Big Sky Conference coverage, a lot of Grizz, a lot of Bobcats. So hopefully you're enjoying all of that because it is the heart of football season. Great having football back. You can find everything in today's show on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is available on all your podcast hosting platforms, and is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and SportsBet Montana. We almost always give you our across the sidelines with the opposing coaches for both uh, the teams that Montana and Montana State play. We will hear tomorrow. From Troy Taylor, who I'm catching up with tomorrow afternoon, Sacramento State head coach, as well as Jay Hill, Weaver State head coach, who will join us live post-practice tomorrow afternoon. And for good measure, I guess we'll keep the theme rolling. We're also going to hear from Bobby Houck, Montana head coach as well. Or maybe we'll even throw some Brent Deegan in there. Why not? Let's just make it a head coaching heavy show. Our good friend Carolyn will also uh, swing on by for our chick who doesn't know sports as well, and we'll give you a chance to win some brunch from the AC Hotel too. Hope you're having an outstanding week. Hope you're having an outstanding month. I hope you're having an outstanding day, minute, hour, whatever. Hope you're having. I hope you're just great. If you're listening to the show with us, it means you're doing something enjoyable. It means you're taking time for yourself, or maybe your your hobbies or your interests or whatever. So hopefully, uh, you're having a great drive home or whatever. Maybe you are doing. And we're excited to be back at it tomorrow and throughout the weekend as well. I got a devilish turnaround on Friday. I'm going to head down to Ogden, Utah. We're going to broadcast Juana is now live from Stewart Stadium leading up to the Weber State game against Montana State. Uh, And then I'll be hitting the road back to come up and cover the Grizz on Saturday. So it is quite the double dip. Uh, Everybody asks me, aren't you going to be so tired? Of course I am. But I'm going to be doing what I love. I love driving and I love covering football games. So... Uh, no complaints on this end, but that's all to say just because of the logistics of it all. Ryan Toutel, Rajim Seabrook, Andrew Houghton will be taking care of the pregame show, and uh, then I'll be riding with you for the postgame show following Montana's game against Sacramento State. Uh, all that coverage here on ESPN Missoula. So look forward to having Ryan back in the saddle, steering the ship, and then of course, our great contributors, Rajim and Andrew Houghton as well. So that'll be fun getting you all prepped up for the 20th anniversary game for the University of Montana, their last national championship, 2001. They're celebrating that one on Saturday. We got it rolling, grizzgreats.com. It's back up. We had a little bit of an issue in terms of getting it all linked back together, but it's up there now. So go check out grizzgreats.com for the 20th anniversary of the 2001 national champion Grizzlies, a podcast series, 20 parts. We got, we'll got, we have at least five, maybe six of them up there by the end of the week, so go check that out as well. 4 o'clock tomorrow, Nuana's now will be back at it. In the meantime, have a great evening.